0: Greetings again. Welcome back to The Kicker, a regular news podcast from Columbus Business First. I'm Dominic Kappa, Editor-in-Chief of Business First. With me today is our managing editor extraordinaire, Doug Buchanan, and the prolific Tom Knox, one of our staff reporters. We are joined by Alex Fetcher today, CEO of the Columbus Partnership. It's a private organization of top area executives. Partnership's membership number is 55, and they've been known to weigh in on business and economic development matters in central Ohio. And with the breadth of the organizations represented on the partnership, the group has become a resource of expertise in a variety of business disciplines that have proven useful in, in the effort to advance the region's business and public policy causes. Our chat with Fisher took us from the recently disclosed woes at Columbus castings to the growing public transportation concerns in central Ohio, to the need for more human capital to prime the area's economic development pump, to how the partnership works and how it interacts with other business-related agencies. Here's our conversation. All right yeah. well listen, we are here with Alex Fisher, who heads the Columbus partnership. Uh, thank you for your time yeah, great to be uh, with we, you guys. we really appreciate it and uh, we 'll start off with sort of a softball question, but if you can let us know sort of what the partnership has been up to lately what's been the, uh, the things that have taken most of your time
1: yeah you know the core for us uh, you know remains and always will be uh, economic development and so you know we have a saying that the main thing is the main thing the main thing, and for us that 's uh, economic development and economic prosperity for the for Columbus in the Columbus uh, region, and so you know, day in and day out, um, you know we you know are traveling uh, the world. In fact, uh, all over the country, uh, recruiting companies, uh, supporting existing companies, uh, driving economic uh, growth, and I think as you all regularly report on, that's going. Uh, really really well for us and um, and so we we stay after uh, that aspect uh, of our work uh, as a key focus
0: okay well, you know, let's, let's talk sort of in a broader sense first and then we'll talk a little bit more specifically about sort of how the partnership operates and how it interacts with the other agencies yep. sort of tasked sure. at economic development but but from the partnership standpoint what, I mean what are the main challenges that you are seeing now for economic development specifically yep.
1: one very very specifically um, as we've uh, enjoyed um, you know five or six years of some of the greatest growth in columbus's history as we lead the uh, country and certainly the midwest and job creation and all the accolades that uh, we're generating and getting um, we can't keep it up uh, if we don't grow the population of uh, central ohio if we don't go from being 2 million to 3 million and you know some Uh, accelerated uh, fashion, then we could kind of say that uh, economic development uh, isn't going to continue at the pace that it is. I mean, with record low unemployment, um, with us beating out so much of the, uh, the competition, the throttle or the limiting factor uh, of that uh, really does become the workforce. Now, with that said, uh, you know, we, we've, got a great, uh, we've got a great community uh, with 150,000 college students in Columbus and a mm-hmm. pipeline of talent uh, and an attractive community to be a place where people want to relocate to, not only from Ohio, as we've now become the center of Ohio's uh, population and economic growth, but, you know, throughout. Uh, to deal with that, but it's gonna it's gonna continue to be a, uh, a bigger problem than than we've seen in the past.
0: So, what what becomes the partnership's role then in sort of addressing that? I mean,
1: yeah, it's I mean you, know, you, you know, can't buy
0: people airline tickets and tell them to fly yeah, here and live here. You know, so
1: you don't. Th- these are the kind of problems you don't solve overnight. I would say that uh, what we do have is a is a great foundation. Um, so if you wanna be a growing population center, you've gotta have the right infrastructure, you've gotta have the right community, you've gotta be a place that people wanna be in. And clearly, uh, you know, from where we were uh, a decade ago or two decades ago, this is a community that has done so many things right in uh, downtown vibrancy and, uh, and uh, suburban and neighborhood uh, you know, activities uh, from the short north to the arena district you know, nobody would debate that we're just a very, very vibrant uh, community. And if you don't have that, you're not going to be a place that people want to move to. And so one of our roles is to make sure that uh, that continues. Um, uh, you know, secondly, it's a chicken or an egg. You're not going to recruit uh, uh, talent uh, and people to your community if, in fact, you don't have the job opportunities for them. At the end of the day, this is all about jobs. And uh, you know, uh, none of us, uh, except maybe in retirement, just simply uh, move for moving's sake. Um, you know, this is about moving for our families' economic opportunities, and so a big part of the partnership responsibility and our focus on economic development is making sure that uh, those job opportunities exist uh, that continue to to grow the economy.
0: What 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 other cities do you do you watch real? carefully
1: you know um, great question and we were out this past fall we took um, you know forty of our ceos and other community leaders to the silicon valley and we were at facebook and um, cisco and google and on the stanford campus and we call it a curiosity trip and that's something that uh, we have done on a regular basis we've done it uh, to austin we've been to minneapolis we've been to pittsburgh and nashville we've been down to raleigh in the research triangle park uh, making sure that we're not drinking our own bathwater, uh, You know, one of the traits we would say uh, as a group of CEOs of leadership that doesn't often get talked enough about is that trait of curiosity, uh, that trait of understanding uh, what you're doing well but then benchmarked ag- against others. And so uh, we do that on a regular basis. We uh, have had a long-standing partnership with the uh, Columbus Foundation on a benchmarking report that looks at a – hundred-plus factors in our community, uh, uh, some of which we shine in and uh, rank very high, others in which we don't, to always make sure that we're kind of looking at at the peer set. Uh, But increasingly, um, uh, you've probably, uh, everybody's heard about um, the the Smart Cities uh, challenge that we've been uh, down-selected, and we can go deeper into the mayor's leadership on that. If you look at the competition in it, uh, you know, it's San Francisco, it's Portland, it's Denver, uh, it's Pittsburgh, it's Austin. Uh, you know, that's an interesting subset because that's a subset we weren't competing with uh, a decade ago, and I think it mirrors who Columbus is today uh, and who we're competing with. But with that said, uh, in January, uh, Kenny McDonald and I were uh, in uh, Shanghai, Hong Kong, uh, Singapore, in uh, Seoul, Korea. Uh, and there are competition uh, as well. And so, uh, you know, sometimes it's real, real local uh, here in the state of Ohio and in the Midwest, and other times it's around the world.
2: Interesting point when you mention those cities that you went to. each of those cities, like I can conjure up an image when you say them, yep. like right off the bat. When you go to those cities and you say that you're from Columbus, what, do they tell you about Columbus?
1: It, it, it's still one of our biggest challenges, you know, so we, I would add to the challenges uh, uh, side, you know, that second piece being the, the image, uh, mm. you know, of Columbus. You know, far too often you get a blank stare. Yeah. Uh, you have to kind of start with, if, if you're internationally, if you're in Shanghai, you have to start with, uh, you know, the Midwest and, okay. uh, you know, help them understand that you're a neighbor of Chicago. Uh, and that you're in Ohio, uh, and then that you're within Ohio. Who you are is Columbus. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about the comma Ohio test, and this isn't a slide on Ohio, but um, you know I aspire that when you sit on an airplane next to somebody before they put their Bose headphones on, and you say, "Where are you from?" Yeah. I would say I'm from originally from Nashville, and somebody would say I'm from Denver or Austin or San Francisco or Cleveland or Cincinnati. But for the 15th largest city in America, third largest state capital, the city that is blowing the tops off of it as it relates to economic development, we still have to say we're from Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Um, and so the the imaging is one that I have long thought that we won't solve overnight. Um, but uh, you have to do it authentically, uh, and you have to do it from, you know, every uh, segment of the community. So... The branding of the star us that mm-hmm. um, it wasn't by accident um, it wasn't easy um, we had to push a lot of folks and it's beginning to take hold and what i would say is as soon as some of us are absolutely s- sick of it that will just begin to be the point in time in which it takes hold um, you know, you look at the uh, airport renovations and uh, all the things that Elaine Roberts and the team did to co-brand uh, with Columbus and Columbus uh, companies. Again, that's not by accident. Um, you look at what's happening in our convention center, they're doing the same. Uh, none of these, though, are going to individually change the image and reputation of Columbus. We have to do it authentically. We've got to get our companies uh you know bragging about and promoting the fact that they're they're from columbus you know everybody knows where michael Dell is from right
2: yeah um,
1: but less wexner's uh, a, a bigger business icon than michael Dell might ever dream to be uh took a slightly different profile in building uh uh his uh, collection of uh, of companies uh and lots of people are still surprised that's in in columbus in, in the future we've got to change that and and um, I just personally believe it's not about a slogan. Uh, it's not about a tagline. It's about authenticity and staying after it. Um, we win uh, when we get feet on the street. So if we get companies uh, into Columbus, uh, we change the perception. If I can get a get a visitor from Shanghai uh, or Hong Kong to come to Columbus, uh, uh, we win in their impressions. When our, our CEOs are recruiting talent from San Francisco, and there's a hesitation, but they come and they visit the company, we win yeah. um, uh, when we get them into Columbus. We've, we've got to figure out how to do a better job winning though in the initial uh, impression of, uh, of Columbus. and, and uh, again that's something uh, we work on and
0: are uh, staying after it becomes an internal job too because I think anybody who is from Columbus when they when that question is asked where are you from inevitably they always put the comma Ohio they, they in do we're, my, we're my sh- wife does it it's, it's, it drives me, drives me insane only in the sense that you would think that given the city's reputation and sort of really the news that is out there that you can't confuse us with with Columbus, Georgia. There's just no way.
1: I mean, it is just ridiculous uh, Mm -hmm. that that anybody would, but I even uh, do it on on occasion. Um, I I thought what happened during the uh, uh, Bicentennial celebration in the city of Columbus was a big effort around uh, trying to build the pride locally, uh, because that's where it starts. It's Mm going to be the Uh, local residents of Columbus that tell our story first and um, uh, we've got to arm them and and make sure we've got uh, as uh, former mayor Coleman used to say the right swagger uh, Mm -hmm. about our city and in the right understanding and I think that's happening I mean you know how many people do you talk about uh, that uh, you know reflect on the last last couple of decades uh, who have lived here for the last 20 years um, and have seen the great uh, transformation of our city so um, um, I believe that one's actually uh, a, a problem that's, uh, that's being solved and will be solved, uh, you know, over time. But uh, at the same time, can't have our head in the sand. Uh, uh, if you're in Shanghai and uh, they say, where are you from, and you say Columbus, uh, it's not going to be the same reaction than if you say uh, San Francisco.
0: Absolutely. You know, speaking, of, speaking about jobs, let's go right to the news here. Yesterday, uh, there was uh, word got out that at Columbus Castings, um, there are a lot of jobs in jeopardy. What's a partnership's role in this, or does it see that it has a role in in getting that situation to some sort of end?
1: Yeah, you know, look, we uh, you know we're concerned. We're always concerned anytime there are oppor- you know uh, opportunities for job growth or job loss. Um, you, we always want to make sure we look at the macro level, um, and you know, so you can't help but go to the micro level anytime a individual company has got a problem. Um, uh, but you also want to make sure that the, the macroeconomics are, are, are right, and uh, undoubtedly they are. And, and from there, you have to be calibrated. That uh, companies will come and they will go, even when your macro, uh, you know, economics are in the right uh, quadrant. Um, you know, uh, Columbus Castings, um, you know, has been a great addition uh, and um, and/or renewal on the south side, um, and is something that uh, we're concerned with. Uh, taking a look at, uh, they're in the toughest of industries, uh, by the way, so they're trying to reinvent themselves in an industry that had a momentary uh, uptick, but then with oil prices uh, and things that are totally out of our control, um, you know, have now seen a a, a downtick. And so uh, you have to be careful not to, if your hand's on the wheel, be too jerky uh, in reaction to any one individual company's sets of circumstances, but with that said, you also have to care about each and every uh, company and affected uh, employees, so uh, we're concerned. Uh, I don't have a lot of uh, uh, details for this conversation. Uh, it's uh, uh, not totally new news this morning to us. Uh, we've been aware of some of the, the challenges and um, you know, we're monitoring it uh, real, real closely.
0: How, how long ago did you hear about this, or what did it surface, at least within those circles? You know,
1: I mean, I think, uh, you know, from our standpoint, one of the things that we think about, uh, you know, beyond specific companies are those, uh, you know, dynamics that are occurring. Uh, and on the one hand, we have some industries that are uh, in hyper-growth mode because of low oil pri- low oil prices. Uh, in in other instances, then you're aware of some that are being uh, you know pressured by uh, world economics um, that you pay attention to. So, you know, this would be an industry that um, that you know for the last six months, uh, you know, we've seen uh, across the country, uh, you know, strong downward pressure. So, um, uh,
2: it's been you know on our screen for a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a minute ago that you and uh, Kenny McDonald traveled together to uh, to some of these uh, cities on on uh, you know economic development trips. I mean, how do you delineate the partnership versus Columbus 2020? Like, what are the roles and responsibilities that they don't overlap? They do overlap. Yes. Yeah, so um, you know, Columbus
1: 2020 was a creation uh, of the partnership, but we created it separately uh, because we. Wanted it to be an 11 county effort. We wanted it to be regional. Uh, we wanted to deal with some of the stereotypes six or seven years ago about the mystique of the Columbus Partnership uh, candidly, uh, and at the same time, we wanted it to leverage uh, a group of CEOs, uh, which I think Kenny McDonald would would say is really really special when our when we do our work. When we were in China, we were at actually with uh, you know uh, one of our corporate leaders uh, who. Uh, does business uh, in China. And so, you know, it was actually an example of leveraging, um, mm. you know, the CEO group. Uh, but the delineation is, uh, you know, uh, 2020 has the daily responsibility uh, for the economic development mission. So uh, consider it, uh, you know, the division that is, uh, you know, solely and exclusively focused on uh, job creation and the metrics uh, that come with it. Uh, then consider the uh, The Columbus Partnership as the the corporate parent uh, that uh, has that as its prime focus, Mm -hmm. uh, but then gets involved in lots of other things that uh, you don't want to have the attentions of uh, Columbus 2020 uh, uh, divided and diverted with. And then how does the
2: chamber fit into that?
1: And so, yeah, great question. And, um, you know, so uh, I think that is an evolving. Uh, one uh, over time, and if you think about different organizations in town, we all know what the Downtown Development Corporation does, or we all mm-hmm. know the niche that Rev1 Ventures or GCAC plays in. The way I describe the difference of the, of the partnership uh, uh, in the Chamber of Commerce is uh, we at the partnership are the 50 largest uh, corporations and their CEOs who gather for community good. The Chamber of Commerce is the collection of the thousands of small businesses that do the exact same thing, mm. and we do it collaboratively um, in making sure that we've uh, set the table for uh, CEOs of big companies in the partnerships instances, and for small and medium-sized uh, companies in the chambers instance to to do good in the community on behalf of our members. Um, so we don't exist to service our members, um, you know. Uh, I don't exist uh, to help uh, you know any of our individual companies. We we exist to be the agent, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, for those companies' interest in the community and moving uh, Columbus forward. And that's uh, how I would uh, think about uh, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, especially the Chamber of the Future, doing the exact same thing for uh, uh, small businesses. So. When we meet at the partnership and we were together uh, yesterday morning uh, with uh, Mayor Ginther and uh, uh, in a leadership seminar with YPO, um, the Young Presidents Association, WPO, Uh, we had a thought leader from the Harvard uh, Business School in talking about leadership and customer service, providing thought leadership and programming and stimulation and ideas uh, not only for our CEOs and those that uh, uh, leaders of YPO uh, but how it applies to our community work uh, but you don't want that to be exclusive to just the big businesses you want the same type of uh, collaboration occurring with all businesses so we have 40,000 domicile businesses in Columbus and uh, and in the Columbus region and the chamber of commerce uh, is the place where they too uh, can get involved engaged and have an impact in the
0: community. So so is it incorrect as you were talking about the difference between 2020 and how it interacts with with the partnership. Is it is it incorrect then to say that the partnership provides sort of a 40,000 foot view, sort of a look at the at the broad landscape and passes along either ideas, suggestions, Uses that expertise that it has available to itself, or is it as you sort of centered in on that you're representing only really a, 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 a firm set of companies? Well, we do
1: provide that forty thousand foot view um, and give Kenny McDonald and the team at uh, 2020 uh, insight into our individual companies' insights about what is happening in the world, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's in uh, you know China or uh, in New York City. Uh, our CEOs are constantly uh, doing business uh, everywhere. Uh, they're doing it from a retail standpoint, an insurance standpoint, uh, Honda and automotive manufacturing, and uh, you know I could go on and on. You know, having the window, if you're Kenny McDonald, into the uh, trends of those industries, uh, the things that they're seeing allows you then to, you know, think about the macro level view. I mean. Um, uh, you know, Worthington Industries has been another industry that's uh, had to weather uh, the tough challenges mm-hmm. uh, um, and doing it uh, extraordinarily well. Uh, but having the perspectives that you can tap into become, uh, you know, really, really important.
0: So so do, do is it your job then to sort of set that agenda or set that conversation, Not maybe agenda is the wrong word, sort of establish that conversation? When the CEOs get together
1: yeah I mean we try to we, we, we try to guide and I as the leader of the organization you know have to make the judgments of uh, you know uh, where to provide the initial guidance and then get the feedback from our CEOs about the uh, about our own view of the community agenda hmm. uh, it's not exclusive to us by the way um, uh, uh, we represent one viewpoint uh, of that in um, uh, do it unabashedly and, um, uh, and very aggressively, uh, and then work with others who have those viewpoints, uh, always working with our governor, always working with our mayor, uh, local leaders, uh, you know, to mirror, uh, you know, their agendas with our agendas and look for the, the right ways uh, that they can uh, intersect and uh, leverage each other.
0: Are, are there other cities that sort of take Economic development into the private realm, rather than having public agencies sort of had that. Twenty twenty is very different. Jobs Ohio is very different, and that's they're in essence are quasi quasi public. I'd say it'll probably be quasi private.
1: Yeah, you know, so what we have learned is the the, the greatest place that CEOs can uh, you know make a difference in their community is the place that they know the best, and that is the business world. And economic development is you know, by far the closest connection to the business community and what CEOs can uh, really do when they uh, put their shoulders and muscle uh, into a, into an issue. Um, we're, it's not exclusive to us. Uh, you find other cities, and, and you find it across the spectrum. Uh, I think that uh, uh, more often than not, Columbus, uh, you know, in the last uh, decades, been looked to as, as a model by many. Uh, Jobs, Ohio. um Probably one of the most brilliant things that uh, Kenny and I have seen happen in economic development in America, Uh, you know, um, in our uh, economic development uh, lifetimes, Um, uh, total transformation about how a state thinks about uh, economic development. Uh, A whole lot closer to how we do it, Uh, I remember when we were creating Columbus 2020. Uh, We did it with a mindset that assumed the state of Ohio would keep doing it the way they had done it for decades, which is generally the way that every other state has done it for decades. Through the old Department
0: of Development, right.
1: And and we said, let's don't rely on them. And it's not a slight of anybody. I mean, it's Republican, Democratic governors has sort of done it the same way uh, all across America. And so our assumption was is we were going to move very uh, hard on a private agenda and private involvement in economic development that we weren't going to wait on the state. Um, and then Jobs, Ohio came along uh, with Governor Kasich's uh, leadership. Um, uh, I would dare say the biggest shift in economic development in America in any state. And uh, uh, today, uh, now with a full team and uh, a, in a you know a maturing uh, strategy uh, is uh, really really having impacts. And I personally think uh, that. We have to make sure that continues for the next decades, plural, um, uh, and you don't want to you don't want to reverse it. Jobs, Ohio, wasn't a, you know some kind of just pet project of uh, Governor Casey. Jobs, Ohio, is a fundamental shift in how you think about um, doing economic development as a state. And any governor uh, uh, that that gets into the office is gonna is gonna recognize and realize uh, how special it is. I
2: mean, how would you characterize the difference? You know uh, I characterize
1: a difference of uh, i would I would put the team that they 've established at uh, Jobs, Ohio, uh, with industry uh, sectors uh, against uh, any team uh, in any other state, and they would win running away in the, okay. in the caliber of the people that they 've attracted the uh, industry uh, specialists that they 've had The funding model uh, is uh, one of the most unique that i 've ever seen, so. My own experiences in the state of Tennessee, uh, you know, I'd watched as legislatures would chop our budgets and they would go up and they would go down. The ability to have the consistency of uh, the financial resources behind economic development and to know that they're going to be there for the next uh, uh, several decades uh, was one of the most creative uh, funding models uh, of economic development, just to to note a, a couple of
2: examples. Okay. I mean, anything else, funding and and people, excuse I mean, you think that this, this, the fact that it was a a privatized agency attracted a different economic development? Totally attracted
1: a different type of professional, Mm -hmm. um, a professional that can look at it as a career, uh, professionals that aren't laced with uh, uh, politics, Mm -hmm. uh, candidly. Uh, And then it allows a long-term strategy, uh, a a strategy that can look across, uh, you know, decades uh, and not look to terms of governors or terms of legislators. And I think that uh, becomes uh, a unique uh, component. So when you roll all that together uh, and you look at their execution, uh, I think the results uh, speak for themselves. But um, I guess uh, at some level you could get lucky with results. uh, I look at the uh, fundamentals of the organization, um, uh, understanding their strategy, the people they put against the strategy, and the financing uh, that they have over the long haul. And that's why I'm bullish about Jobs Ohio.
0: You, you made a trip to Washington with with members not too long ago, maybe about a month ago. Was there anything that came out of that that is important for the business community now to know, or was it just fact finding? Yeah, well, we we do it uh,
1: every year, okay. Uh, and I think our state's delegation, uh, you know, appreciates that and uh, has noticed a market change uh, in Columbus, and you know, gives us high marks as it relates to others around the state and our consistency in doing so we changed the uh we changed the the timing of it this year to be opportunistic uh uh with uh mayor ginther uh one being uh you know inside his at that time 100 days in office uh, we wanted to be in washington with our new mayor and we consider this very much uh, an annual event that we do in collaboration with uh, the city and the county and uh and, and others in the community It had especially good timing this year because uh, of the Smart Cities uh, Challenge. That was before we had been down-selected, and uh, um, uh, Mayor Ginther uh, led the delegation and led the meeting with uh, uh, U.S. Secretary Fox uh, of the Department of Transportation. Uh, I I know firsthand that uh, that meeting had a big impact on the former mayor of uh, Charlotte when he saw, you know... Uh, 20 business leaders uh, with Mayor Ginther uh, stacking hands uh, in great uh, collaboration uh, because he told us then and in subsequent meetings that I've been with, uh, he's told us uh, uh, how impressed he is with what we're doing in Columbus. So um, we do it every year. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's always about relationship building. Uh, other times we're trying to move a needle forward. In this instance, we were, uh, you know, very uh, specific in moving the needle forward on the
2: uh, Smart Cities uh, challenge uh, under uh, Mayor Ginther's leadership. And can I just interject here for people who may be unfamiliar with this story, down-selected is a good thing. Yeah, down-selected <laughs> is a great thing. So
1: um, this is a um, uh, $40 million from the U.S. Department of Transportation, another $10 million from Paul Allen's Vulcan Foundation, mm-hmm. Uh, in a challenge uh, that, uh, you know, 70-plus cities uh, across the country were competing in to say, what are the modes and modality of transportation in the future going to be? Um, and um, at uh, South by Southwest, Mayor Ginther uh, was present when Columbus was uh, down-selected in a, in a um, uh, what I think is a select group of company yeah. uh, that Columbus hasn't historically uh, competed in. This is the the uh the olympics if you will of uh competitions uh for um, uh, uh technology advancements uh in our city and we're in the throes of uh working with the mayor in um, in a in a fast deadline of uh, putting the final uh, application uh, uh together i um, um, i think it's uh an example of how exciting uh mayor Ginther's uh time in office is going to be We've all known him, we've all partnered with him in in different lifetimes. Uh, But to see uh, the energy and the vision by which uh, he and his team have uh, driven uh, this forward and the results uh, that they've had. Uh, Traveled um, uh, to California uh, with Mayor Ginther to be uh, with the Secretary of Energy and a series of other private sector leaders. Uh, It is impressive to see uh, how he holds his own, how he represents uh, our city, uh, the tone and tenor by which he does that, um, and um, uh, it's really fun to see it happening uh, so early uh, in in his uh, uh, newly uh, elected term of office.
2: I'm I'm curious about if the partnership has a stance generally on medical marijuana, which is sort of the big issue right now at the statehouse and specifically about the two plans, with the State House and the, the Marijuana policy Project.
1: Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, last year when the, the monopolies were once again trying to steal the uh, state constitution for, you know, private benefit, um, you know, that's never a good thing. Uh, uh, regardless of where you're at on the legalization of marijuana or casino gambling, uh, for that matter, um, that's an approach that we all need to be standing up against. Uh, with that said, I think uh, we we lean on the uh, the experts um, uh, who, you know, suggest that there is a role for uh, medical marijuana in the in the treatment of uh, really serious illnesses. Um, we need to be proactive about it. We need to be smart about it. Um, we shouldn't let uh, others define that. And so, uh, I'm excited to see what the legislature is doing. Uh, putting hearings forward, being proactive, uh, putting the right regulations in place uh, to make sure that this is done, uh, done right. Um, I don't know what the final bill is going to um, uh, the, the form that it's going to take place. We'll watch it uh, closely as a concept. Uh, it is something that we very much support. Um, and we'll have to see how the final uh, mm-hmm. uh, gyrations of the, of the bill get uh, formed. Uh, but uh, it's the right approach. We should be Uh, proactive and and be ahead of this uh, uh, issue uh, rather than being reactive and uh, chasing our tail, which was what what was happening uh, last year throughout Ohio in the constitutional amendment. And uh, 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 this isn't a a huge step, uh, but it's the right step towards uh, a uh, controlled uh, and logical uh, use uh, of uh, an important – uh, technique uh, for treating uh, treating
0: uh, serious illness I, I just want to go one back to the um, um, to the highway project yeah and and your your enthusiasm and uh, f- and support for that sort of intimates that uh, the the partnership sees transportation as a key issue in Central Ohio, and you talked earlier about sort of making this place um, attractive for folks to come to, to get around, to live. How immediate is the issue of of transportation here? Public transportation. You know,
1: you know it's on top of it. So if you're in Austin, go ask uh, Doug Oldman, uh, who runs Pelotonia, who came from the Liv- Live Strong Foundation, mm-hmm. what his commute was in Austin. Uh, you know, Austin's uh, uh, one of our peer cities. Is uh, uh, enjoy great growth is generally the size of us and and they're clogged with um, you know traffic problems uh, mm-hmm. you know we're, we're fortunate that in columbus uh, we're still uh kind of 20 minutes from everything uh and certainly uh you know that's those, becoming those, less and less i'll uh, tell you and, that <laughs> and we've got to make sure that uh if you're going to go from 2 million in population to 3 million in population that you mm-hmm. do it in a smart and orderly way you don't want to lose uh you know what's great uh, about columbus in the in the process and and thinking about the smart modes of uh, transportation uh, are going to be important. When we were out in the Silicon Valley, we were at Google, and many of us uh, rode in the Google driverless car. I mean, it's real. It's here. My Acura, you can take the, your, your hands off the wheel and it for, you know, 15 seconds will drive itself before it forces you to, to acknowledge that you're still in, uh, in, in control. Uh, you know, the, the kids that are being born today, uh, everybody that uh, is knowledgeable would suggest they won't have a driver's license in their lifetime. Um, what's that going to mean for us as a city? Um, you know, uh, mass transit, um, I would probably uh, argue you can't be a great American city of the past and not have mass transit. But maybe in the future, uh, when you're, you know, you're stacking cars close to each other that uh, everybody doesn't have an automobile, Uh, isn't dependent on it that uh, the autonomous uh, vehicle and smart transportation modes of the future uh, will be the answer to cities like columbus uh, uh, catapulting uh, well beyond uh, uh, what we stereotype as the old mass transit Uh, it has huge uh, implications on uh, you know things like parking garages uh, you know, so if you're building an office building today and the, the tens of millions of dollars that you spend uh, on parking garages, uh, you know, may be the investments in infrastructure in the past as these new modes of transportation occur. And so, again, this is a place where, you know, you have to really look out across the advances that are occurring. You have to tap into expertise at, you know, places like Honda that are here in our own backyard. The fact that we've got one of the greatest test tracks for the automotive industry and and uh, people think that it's just Honda. In fact, uh, Honda's a minority user of that test track as uh, folks come from all over the country that test new technologies uh, that range from technologies of logistics uh, to technologies of personal vehicles. So uh, it's a game changer. Um, we know that it is coming. Uh, the the, the half-life on these technologies is, uh, you know, just uh, changing, uh, you know, right before us. And so staying on top of that and being a city, uh, uh, regardless of what happens with Smart Cities uh, initiative, being a city that is uh, thinking and driving in, in those manners, I think, is going to be key to making sure that we're a city of the future.
2: So you don't necessarily think that we would need a light rail system of some form or another uh Because it may... I don't know. Maybe light
1: rail is the technology of the past. Right. We may Um, leapfrog past it. You may just absolutely leapfrog past it. uh, Mm -hmm. If you believe, as I do, that the autonomous vehicle is will all be in one in the next decade, Uh, I guarantee you that, uh, because I've been in them already. Um, And so uh, how that changes, um, uh, you know, how... The simple technology of something like Uber uh, changes, you know, how my wife and I move around uh, mm-hmm. the city of Columbus as urban dwellers uh, is, is a simple little technology uh, mm-hmm. that is changing uh, modes of uh, transportation uh, right before us.
0: And we are done. Our thanks to Alex Fisher for his thoughts, insights, and explanations, and our thanks to you for spending time with us. If you want to hear our earlier podcasts, you can find the Kicker archive on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just type Kicker or Columbus Business First into the search function to access them. And if you're hungry to know what's going on every day in Central Ohio business circles, we invite you to look us up online at columbusbusinessfirst.com. Our website, there you'll find our reports as news breaks, and you can sign up for our morning and afternoon roundups, which we conveniently deliver to your email box. And you'll read in our weekly print edition the stories behind the headlines from our top notch journalists. We appreciate your listening. See you next time.